Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network Daily Live NHL Show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us live on YouTube as Edgework. You can find us on Twitter at EdgeworkHQ. And, of course, you can find all the picks that we give out on this show. Track them in real time. See how we do after the fact on the BetStamp app in the Find Better section as EdgeworkHQ. We made them all the same across all the platforms, so it's much easier to find there. You can see it across the bottom of the screen. So if at any point you want to follow us or subscribe or see what's going on, make sure to go over to those channels. Andy, just you and I today. Alex is out sick. So uh, how's it going this morning? Well, I feel like we're on a date, kind of. You know? <laughs> so uh, like, it's, we it's went from a group right. setting. We went from a group setting. We were friends, and now we get the solo spinoff on the side. Group play. I'm a big fan of group play. I don't know. We'll see if this this is uh, this is any good. But no, um, I uh, I'm a little bit off this morning because um, I was having some trouble. I got logged out of the the content management system to post on the Veasan website this morning, and I was fucking around with that, and uh, and never got that rectified. So I had to send an article off to have somebody else post on the website, and kind of got behind on. Looking at a few things, but you know we'll we'll lean on the chat today. I know uh, morning, uh, Jeremy. What's up, buddy? Um, hopefully, it's more than just you. <laughs> <laughs> Two Red Bulls for Eddie. Fuck, I'm really fucking up on my New Year's rev, rev, uh, res, resolutions here, right? Like, I uh, I wanted to give up Red Bull and cigarettes, and oh man. Oh, what ha- you didn't give up on either of them? Well, I obviously no, see the Red Bulls no. there. But... I have worked out three days in a row, though, so there is that. That's nice. Getting... There you go. Might, might might have a full like five six day stretch consecutive before I before the the end of the month. Maybe you know, kind of salvages one of my fifteen New Year's resolutions. Well, I'm not advocating for it by any means, but you know, all the people who live to like a hundred, hundred and twenty years old, like they smoke a pack a day. Like those, yeah, those I people, mean, they just keep it consistent. So <laughs> <there's> <laughs> Can't probably, it's probably going to be something else that kills me before, before cigarettes. I'm going to, I'm going to guess, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll smoking go is good. The- <laughs> everybody you hear that YouTube smoking is good. No, I'm just joking. It's bad. It's terrible. It's kids smoking, gambling, <laughs> both, both very bad, uh, equally well, bad, <laughs> equally bad. <laughs> okay. Actually, if you ask people on Twitter, that yes. hates the gambling advertisements on TV. I mean, I don't like them either, but smoking, gambling is as bad as smoking. That's, that's Well, to them, say. it's actually worse. <laughs> like, they hate it more. Uh, but today, we'll go through each of the games. Uh, we'll just dig into them. Maybe not uh, best bets in any of them, but we'll probably have some stuff to look at, maybe some leans or some news to react to or things you can play based on news that might come out or goalies that go in. So we'll look into each of the games and then have some best bets. But if anybody in the chat has any questions, of course, Make sure to ask throughout the course of the show. We will dig into them, especially today. Uh, <laughs> today more than ever. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to a <laughs> lifetime of misery and loogies. <laughs> Uh, but make sure to ask the questions in the chat. We'll get it into them. And if you're on Twitter, we won't see them in real time, unfortunately. So make sure to head over to the YouTube channel. If you are on Twitter, you can see the link is in the description of that tweet there. You can click on that and you'll be directed right to today's video where you can also like and subscribe to the Edgework YouTube channel. But Andy, the first thing I want to get into, it wasn't, it didn't necessarily make news or anything <laughs> uh, this morning. I haven't seen too much out of it, but Bruce Boudreaux obviously out in um, out in Vancouver finally. Rick and, uh, Tukin Rick in as the new head coach of the Canucks. <laughs> Bruce Boudreaux and, and for the know. Canucks. Yeah, and Rick Tockett goes in. They win their first game with him behind the bench last night against the Blackhawks, five to two. Now. I am curious not as much about the impact of Talkit specifically, but we've had conversations on this show about the phenomenon of star player goes out, team experiences a little bump. Star player comes back, team drops off a little bit. I'm curious as to what your thoughts are or if there's any kind of support or if, the, if it's just a non-factor of a new coach behind the bench and the type of impact that has short-term and long-term for a team. Well, I think... I think- that there is something to the new coach bump um, for sure. But then you have situations like this where Boudreaux gets fired uh, and he said it himself, the average win percentage of their last, I don't know how many opponents, 12, 10 or 12, I forget, but it was a, it was a pretty lengthy list of opponents there to, to end his tenure as head coach. Um, and the average winning percentage was like six ten, right? And then they come in, and now of course Seattle's a good team, but they get Chicago, Seattle, and uh, and one more kind of weak team here. I, I I think it might be Anaheim. I'm not Look. sure. Somebody like that. Um, but uh, but that that's what they get in the, these first three games. So you know, obviously Chicago last night they they dominated the Blackhawks and uh, were able to pick up that win. But like I said, it's a it's a it's tough tough to gauge how much of that is. Hey, the Canucks are playing the Blackhawks, and yeah, they're a little bit inspired, I guess, to get a win. But they've been inspired to get a win a lot probably recently with, uh, you know, with Boudreaux uh, being axed and whatnot, and and wanting to get a win for him. Because I mean, by all accounts, everybody was a fan of Bruce Boudreaux as far as you know, as a person and whatnot. So um, I don't know. It's it's tough in this situation, but yeah, I do I do think there is uh, there is something. I mean, the data supports that there's a a, a bump in in that uh, for uh, for new coaches. But um, I think if you look at the long term, you you see like Jay Woodcroft. I mean, I wrote in my 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 kind of preseason preview of the Oilers of in the the NHL betting guide um, that the honeymoon period for for Woodcroft was over, and uh, and you know this season was going to be a real test for him and. I think, you know, we've seen the Oilers kind of go through struggles this season and they yeah. weren't playing very well. So, I mean, it's long term. It's, you know, there's there's staleness, there's complacency. There is, you know, I, I don't think, uh, you know, it's uh, and even Boudreaux. I mean, he was a great example, too. The Canucks were really, really uh, hot and great under him at, at first and, you know, specifically on offense. But then they had the great goaltending from Thatcher Demko. So you need everything to go right in a lot of ways uh that that has a lot to do with it um but but yeah there's there's definitely a honeymoon period and uh and it's kind of up up in the air how long that lasts and it can go maybe long term for some teams like the Oilers and go all the way to the Western Conference final playing great um but like I said a lot has to go right too yeah and to just it is uh it's Columbus is that third leg so yeah like as you're saying another 
poor team that they're going to be able to face there. And this one was a weird just case study all around as well because despite what you might feel about Bruce Boudreaux as a coach or as a person, I feel like no matter who's in that situation or around that room and stuff, the situation itself of how things were handled, you kind of almost even sympathize with the guy because like that's an uncomfortable way for things to finish. So transitioning from that into the new guy is it's going to be a interesting thing to watch there in Vancouver, especially because as you kind of alluded to with Demko and coming in uh, last year when Boudreaux came in, played really well. Well, part of what is like you hear a lot of guys talk about is what could save or kill a coach's job is goaltending. And this year, all three goaltenders who have played at some point for the Canucks are below 900 save percentage. Like at some point it's going to kill you and that team doesn't really have uh, isn't strong defensively. So those things are just going to catch up even if without your systems, if you don't have good defensemen playing. Yeah. I I just, I don't know. Kind of side note. I think it's in like sports are interesting that we see all this stuff play out because I mean, people get treated shitty in jobs everywhere. Right. And yeah, um, you just, you just don't get to see it kind of play out like this. And um, you know, people, like I said, people are let go all the time with uh, under, under really poor circumstances and, you know, showing little respect and, and whatnot. And I mean, this is a, a good example of just how, how shitty some corporations can be. And, um, you know, guys like Jim, Jim Rutherford and, uh, and the, the rest of the Canucks management group is uh, getting a, a pretty bad reputation pretty, pretty fast. I mean, well, not Jim Rutherford's been, been around forever, but the, yeah. the rest of the management group is, uh, you know, becoming pretty much the most hated one in the league right now. And a comment here from Jeremy Kahn uh, saying, I think it's more the players trying to prove themselves to the new coach, make a good impression, than playing for the coach himself. I, I would think that you that's got, a... You got to go up to Middy's comment there. Uh, that's that's the that's the winner. Troy McGlure, I mean, he's shaped, he's shaped who I am as a person. <laughs> and uh, and I, I think, you know, his, his, his ad-libs in... Or not ad-libs, sorry, but his, his, uh, his uh, um, little ads in... Uh, in the Simpsons. I mean, they've made me who I am today. All right. Well, we will go through each of these games. So let's start with that uh, Vancouver team. They are playing Seattle tonight on a back-to-back. Um, do get that win there. They're going to face off against Seattle in Seattle tonight. Vancouver, obviously not being a great team all year long, but not great as well on the road, 10-12-1, uh, facing off against the Seattle team who, interestingly enough, 11-9-3 uh, at home. They did just lose to the Avs 2-1. Um, but, I mean, I don't know how much you take into account the deserve to win a meter. It's something that I usually look at just to kind of see some of the analytics of things behind that. But they were 59% on the deserve to win a meter in that game against the Avs. It was like... 2.53 expected goals versus them versus the abs with a 1.97 kind of thing taking that away so it's like in a lot of these games even when they're losing some of them like they're still finding ways uh to, they're still playing really well and finding ways to get points in different situations so is there anything you would look at in this game tonight or anything kind of stand out to you from a player prop perspective to look for well um Sorry, I'm just pulling up something here. I don't know why it's closed, but it is. But um, yeah, I, the 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 Kraken are dealing with some uh, injury situations here. Um, heading, in, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Sorry, I apologize. I'm gonna <laughs> it's all good. Have it's to move good. to my de- I'm gonna have to move to my desktop here to refresh my uh, refresh my memory as far as who is out for or possibly out for Seattle. Um, so the Kraken, uh, you've got Yanni Gord listed day to day. You've got Andre Burpaski 
listed day to day, and you have Justin Schultz and uh, Jaden Schwartz, who are both expected to be out till while well, Schwartz is expected to be out till the end of the month, and um, and uh, Schultz is expected to be out till the you know almost the middle of February. Um, this is going to create opportunities for other guys, and specifically a guy that I really like um, is Daniel Sprong. Um, he is tenth in the league right now, or over, in January, sorry, um, in goals per 60 minutes, and he's going to get a chance to play on the top line. According to uh, what Daily Faceoff has here, things can change, obviously, but um, it's uh, he's going to have a chance to play with Matty Beniers and Jordan Everly on the top line. Um, obviously, we got to wait and find out whether or not uh, Yanni Gord and Burkowski are, are, are going to be going to be in but you know regardless i mean i think the potential for spawn to be on the top line uh is great but he's been he's been scoring a ton of goals anyways and he's uh he's in a good position uh even playing down in the lineup he's getting he's getting good good minutes and uh um and uh on the the first power play unit next to everly and beniers uh, as well so I think there's a, a good opportunity for him. You can shop around. Um, I know Pinnacle had plus 260 on an anytime goal. Uh, yeah. Some prices as bad as, yeah, plus 220. Um, but, uh, but yeah, oh, wow, plus 280 at Caesars. Um, yeah, no, I, I like I like Sprong. Uh, I think I think Beniers is always a guy that's going to be in the mix, obviously, but... Um, I look at the opportunity or the possible opportunity for, for Daniel Sprong here. And I, I really like that. Uh, so that's my, my best bet for this game. I like it. And uh, um, you see here, Aaron Lappin saying Sprong first goal score for a sprinkle. <laughs> my dad. So my dad's been betting uh, this season. He, he deposited like 500 bucks into a Bodog account. Got the, the, the deposit bonus and uh has been on his way he's in nova scotia so don't really have a lot of options there anyway but um he uh i i told him i, I tell him my player props that i that i like every day and i told him andre palat was a, a good bet to score a point last night at plus 110 or plus 105 whatever it was and uh he he, he translated that as palat first goal scorer and sure enough uh plot hit <laughs> yeah that's the one where he scores like later in the game and then he's like why didn't this win <laughs> yeah. what happened here Andy? yeah, yeah <laughs> I, had, I had to straighten him out there he was he was like it was he was every game that he wanted to bet on he'd bet like if, if it was the abs and the lightning he'd bet like mckinnon and Rantanen and point and kucherov first goal scorer and it's like dude like chill out <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so we locked that in track that on the bet stamp app you can find those in real time on bet stamp app in the find better section as edgework hq make sure to go check that out we are up on the season across all the different groups that go up 32.8 units so far 6.6 percent roi so, uh... <laughs> andy's dad confirmed sharp <laughs> yeah. um, he does all right he does all right with his little player props uh i think and and i don't know he's i think i'm pretty sure he might be up I, I know he's uh, he's doing all right, better than I thought he would for sure. I'll I'll tell you this: my dad started betting this year as well, and uh, he is up. And it was by the most ridiculous thing ever. He had one day he bet Vladdy or not, yeah, he bet Vladdy home run and Santiago Espinal home run. I'm like <laughs> Espinal not really hitting home runs, and they both hit. 
and Espinal was like plus twelve hundred or something. That day. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and it was just a double on him for uh, for that. So it was like w- that set him up for the rest of the year. After that, <laughs> um, make sure if you have any questions though, direct them to the chat. You can ask us about any of the games or anything that you guys see in there. Uh, we'll try to get to them, dig through stuff. But Andy, I do want to touch on this uh, Rangers uh, Leafs game here tonight. The Rangers are the team who broke Marner's streak and the Leaf streak the last time that they played. The Rangers currently holding on to the third wild card spot in the Metro, seven ten uh, seven two and one in their last ten. They had a convincing win against the Panthers, six to two in the in their last game. Coming into Toronto here tonight on the road while Toronto's on this big home stand. I believe it's five games at home that Toronto's going to be playing. The Rangers have been a pretty good road team, 14-5-3 on the road so far this season. Uh, but the Leafs as well, a good home team, 18-3-4 at home. Um, not sure if there was any update on goaltending, but it looked like Sam Sonov was going to be the guy. I uh, haven't seen Murray any Murray hasn't new... started since when, the 16th or something? Since the game against the Panthers, which would have been... I had projected Murray, so I guess we'll consider that as far as my handicap. But yeah, um, I had Toronto, uh, I believe, around minus 145. So I'm pretty much neutral here. Uh, I guess Ranger, Rangers are nothing at this point, right? So um, yeah. I, I, and I haven't really considered whether or not Halak, like he started recently, I believe I'm kind of mixed up here, but um, I think uh, I, I haven't really, I hadn't considered whether, whether Halak could possibly start. I just went with just Sirkin. So um, I have Toronto minus one forty five, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised that it, the Rangers, I kind of figured it would be kind of right in the middle there today with this one, but yeah. So I guess Rangers are nothing, but um you know, just a borderline, borderline, borderline play there at at some. No, never mind. Only profit so exchange. I'm seeing here. Looks like Murray will be the guy. Looks like Murray will be Big the guy. Big brain, Andy. Time. I mean, you just yeah. can't, you just can't let those guys sit for too long, right? You know, you gotta get that guy in there. Well, actually, I have a question for you. I mean, you're neutral in this game, so there's not as much from a betting side, but. This just kind of goes for any team. And one thing that Go we're Rangers. seeing a lot of is <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> one thing we're seeing a lot of with some of these teams is like running a one A, one B. And that's great, I think, for the regular season. I don't think that that's a problem. I think that can be really successful. I think it's probably where things are going, especially in terms of sports science and that, and analytics from that standpoint of don't overuse guys and try to make sure that they're healthy for playoffs. From your personal perspective and maybe some analytics in this is like, at what point do you start to have to narrow down, hey, this is our starting goalie? Because it's been a conversation around the Leafs and that's kind of where I'm going to be pulling this from. Sorry, that's the hometown stuff of like watching this closely, but like it's been Murray, then Samsonov, then Murray, and you're just rotating through these guys. And yeah, it's great when they're both playing well, but then you're kind of approaching playoffs. You have to decide on a number one guy. Can you just do that when you get to the playoffs? Like, what do you have to do to figure out these goalies? And like, how do you kind of determine that? I think it changes in the playoffs, but I think, uh, I mean, there's, there's good examples in the past, even decade, um, you know, take Pittsburgh, for example, where they use two goaltenders and, and won a Stanley cup, right? Like uh, I, I, it happens. I mean, they, they, with Murray. I, I, I don't, what? With Murray. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's 
it happens. It's not unheard of. I think the NHL is changing a lot, and I'm more than ever having trouble projecting starting goaltenders. I think it, like it's a little more difficult like with a lot of these teams. I mean, there's just no obviously obvious choice here. I mean, you don't know what they're like. I have no idea what is going into Jared Bednar's. I'm just using his and him and yeah. him as an example because I think they have two very uh, you know re- like similar goaltenders in Francois and, and Georgiev as far as uh, their their save percentage and whatnot. I have no idea what a coach like Bednar is thinking about. You know, is he looking at matchup details? Like, is he looking at certain things with shooters? You know, how this team has a lot of guys that do this, so I'm going to play this goal. Like, I have no idea if it's that in-depth or if it's simply like, oh, I played this guy the last two games, got to give this guy a start. So that's kind of how I look at it, right? A lot of the time where... Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at guys that are, are resting a little bit too long uh, during the regular season and like probably have to get in for another start because, um, you know, and then you look for the, the kind of, I guess, the competition too. Not that the Rangers are a, an easy matchup by any means, but um, you, you try to look for games where it's like, okay, well, maybe they get him in here. But with Toronto, they're another team that it's just really tough. I mean, Samsonov, they've been rolling with him lately, but um, I, I don't think it's anything set in stone. And I don't think even in the playoffs, if they go in and they win a series, I know we, that's not going to happen. But um, if if that happens and one goaltender wins a series and he struggles early in the next series, I don't think necessarily that the team is going to you know, be scared to pull the trigger and, and say – look, we're going to go with this guy and see what happens. And we're not telling you that you'll never start again in this playoff run. But um, I don't think that any, I don't think there will be a, a, a goaltender set in stone for, for Toronto or uh, Colorado or, you know, there's some other teams. Uh, I think a guy like Vanacek is maybe winning, a, obviously really won the role in, in New Jersey, especially with his yeah. play as of late. Um, but, you know, there's, there's, a handful of tandems around the league where it's like, yeah, it could be, it could be either guy. I think even in Carolina, man, if, if Anderson somehow, um, you know, struggled or was dealing with a little bit of a, you know, any kind of nagging injury or anything, I don't think that they'd be, you know, necessarily, uh, like against pulling the trigger and going with Ranta again or going with, uh, Kachekov, right. Because it's just, yeah. they, they're, they have confidence in those guys. And maybe we look at it like, that's crazy, but I don't know. I uh, see Ray Music here saying, what's up, guys? New. Uh, he's new. Uh, welcome to the chat. Appreciate it. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. And if anybody's watching right now that hasn't, please make sure to subscribe to the Edgework YouTube channel. You can like this stream as well. And turn on notifications by clicking the bell so you get notified every time we go live or a new video is posted. Like today, there will be a video coming out. We have a new podcast launching on the Edgework channel with David Pagnotta, Dennis Bernstein, and, uh, and Zach Bodenstein on there talking about anything going on in the NHL, futures markets, um, coaches, all that kind of stuff. That'll be in the podcast. So make sure to uh, subscribe to the channel so you get notified when that comes out as well. But let's move on to the next game here. Islanders heading to Ottawa. The Islanders right now five points out of the playoff spot in the East. They're one six and three in their last ten. Currently on a five-game losing streak. Ten, twelve, and three on the road he, uh, on the season heading into Ottawa here, who is four and six in their last ten. They are twelve, eleven, and one at home. Is this a good spot for the Islanders to maybe snap out of this losing streak and uh, find themselves on the positive side here on the road in Ottawa, or is this? 
Yeah, is this another spot where this one can this streak continues for them? Yeah, I, I mean, I've got the Islanders uh, winning this one more often than not. I mean, these two teams are pretty close in terms of offense over the last uh, over the last you know twenty twenty five games or so since the start of December, um, and they've got an edge in goal. Whether it's uh, I, I because I have Cam Talbot projected to start. Um, and I think the the Islanders have an edge in goal, whether it's uh, Sorokin or Varlamov, who I have projected to start a little more often than than Sorokin in this spot because he hasn't uh, in a little while here. So um, <clears throat> I think the Islanders win more often than not. But that being said, they uh, oh, there things have flipped. Do I have the man? Am I crazy? I think I might have had this one. Like I said, I didn't uh, I didn't post uh, my article. I'm gonna have to look. Sorry, give me a sec. I yeah, no worries. All screwed up here as far as my projected prices, because I'm a little bit taken back by seeing Ottawa minus one twenty, and maybe I'm thinking about one of the other games. Like, because I know there was a couple of close ones. Carolina Dallas is one that I had at basically a pick'em. Um, and yeah. I have my head up my ass right now. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, where are you? Alex, you're... God damn it, man. There's no six, sick days on edge work. <laughs> Pull your ass out of bed. You put the thermometer in your mouth. Whatever you got to do, get on here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have I have the... I. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, sorry. I have... I have Ottawa... I have Islanders minus 107 as a as a projected price here, I think. Yeah, minus 107. So small edge on New York at even money. Um, I guess wait until the goaltender is confirmed here uh, and and make a make a make a decision then, but I don't think there's a lot lot separating these two teams and um, I think uh, the Isles they've got Pelix Pelic back, and that's going to help them. I think they desperately needed him uh, over yep. this last stretch here without him, and uh, you know it didn't. It's it's going to take a little bit. <laughs> they, the Islanders do stink, but Sorokin is a great goaltender. Varlamov is a an above average goaltender, I think. Uh, and like I said, a guy like Pelic back in the lineup and getting him back into the mix is going to is going to help the team uh, in the next little bit. Yeah, this Islanders team, it, it was interesting looking at the playoff standings there and seeing there were five points out. I mean, you're in a situation where... Well, they're they a scary got... team from the playoff perspective because if they get in, Sorokin is, you know, exactly. he is a really dangerous dangerous goalie. And I don't think they can go on a, like a lengthy run with the team they have, but I do think that they can screw a team season up for sure. Um, you know, yeah. a seven-game series, a lot of crazy stuff can happen, so... Yeah, and it is interesting, too, because we were looking at the East and saying this is essentially going to be wrapped up. Well, as far as the top teams, it is, and that's going to be what it is. But the West, you have an opportunity for tons of movement movement throughout, even within Dallas, Winnipeg, Colorado. Like, Colorado is now finding themselves in third in the Central there. And then you've got sliding through is, like, teams are pretty close to each other there for opportunities for movement, whereas the East... I mean, you're Bruins. I I, ha I audibly laughed the other day when I pulled up the standings. They're 14 points ahead of the next closest teams, and that's the, the Leafs in Carolina. And the Leafs in Carolina, I, love I mean, 
and New Jersey as well. I've got to make sure you get that yeah. in there, New Jersey. But like they're decently ahead of the teams behind them in the East. Yeah, I mean um, Boston. Like just from a fan's perspective, uh, man, it's awesome, and it's like you know I, I think a lot of people always get nervous when their team is the best regular season team. Like and and there's that. Oh, this team, you know, they'll choke when they get, they'll be spent when they get to the playoffs. It'll all dry up, blah, 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 whatever that narrative. But because um, we've seen so many uh, President's Trophies win- winners, you know, go out in round one and whatnot. But the Bruins are just, they're a different group, right? This isn't like an upstart team that's all of a sudden good. They're a team that's been kind of toiling away, trying to, re- you know, rebuild and, and get back here for one last one last run. This is the kind of shit that you make documentaries about, right? Like, I mean, if... If Bergeron and Krejci and these guys actually got together and and can pull off a Stanley Cup championship in 2023, I think like, you know, it's the stuff of legends. So I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I think fans should enjoy it. Uh, but from a betting perspective, I mean, like last night's game in Montreal, I thought it was obviously a, a more tightly contested game than I, I would have liked. But um, you know, there, there's unlike the game or unlike the matchup with Toronto, there's like no rivalry between Boston and Montreal anymore. The Bruins have won eight straight after last night. They're like 18, seven and one dating back to 2015, 16. Uh, The Canadians haven't beaten them since 2019, right? Like the, the games aren't close. And uh, um, you know, like it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what Boston does the rest of the season, but I don't, I don't see them slowing down. They've covered the puck line in nine out of their last 13 games. Now, seven straight on the road i think uh 14 out of 21 road games they're they're winning uh on the puck line and everybody's been talking about their play on home ice but they're they're just as good on the road uh arguably right so um this they're they're a scary team uh i think the east is just so dangerous though it's like it's gonna be it's it's gonna be tough to get through the playoffs and you know even a team like washington could give boston trouble in the in the first round, if, if that's what it is, or the Islanders with, you know, Sorokin standing on his head, like um, they're going to be big favorites, uh, especially come playoff time, I think. And um, yeah, it'll, it'll be tough to tough to bet on them if they continue this, but there's still a lot of opportunities. I think at the regular season, you're going to see some huge prices, but I thought mine is one thirty on the puck line, which was around for the better part of the evening prior to last night's game, like two nights ago. Um, and into the morning, I think, um, I thought that was a great price and like you, you could, you couldn't get that at game time. It was like minus 165 at a lot of rec books and, uh, as Pinnacle had minus two and a half, I think. So, um, yeah, yeah, it it was, uh, you know, there's going to be puck line plays on the Bruins going forward and you're going to have to lay a little bit of chalk, but it's, uh, you know, I think there's some worthwhile plays here for Boston still. So I don't think we had anything in the Carolina-Dallas game. So we'll go to the Columbus-Edmonton uh, one. Well, but if anybody in the... We can... You can touch on Obviously, it. Rupe Hints is back. That's going to help Dallas. Um, Tyler Sagan stepped up big time while he was out. Uh, but um, great kind of player prop, no two. Didn't get a chance. I don't think we got a chance to talk about it. I didn't get a chance to talk about it on Edgework because it just didn't line up with the scheduling. But like a guy like Sagan, I mean, you see him catch fire there playing on the top line with Jason Robertson. Um, it's like these, a lot of these player props specifically when it comes to points and stuff like that is, is all circumstances, right? I mean, it's, you know, a guy there, there's, they're very uh, timely things that don't last very long. So um, yeah, you, you, you know, Rupert Hintz is going to take away from that, that Sagan run. Um, and then you have Carolina with Jacob Slavin doubtful to play today, which, 
is a, a you know a big blow. So uh, I've got the Carolina Hurricanes at minus one oh six, I believe. So they're a favorite uh, minus one fifteen. I don't think there's a, a a play to be had here, but yeah, gonna be a, gonna be a good game though. These two teams. I mean, it's one of those games where it's it it has the feel of a of a of a you know three two kind of game when but at you know it seems like when these these teams play each other it can get it can get pretty wild too so I mean they're just very uh, you know driven teams that kind of like to drive the drive the issue and force a lot of shots and take a lot of shots so I I, I think it's a it's going to be a fun high paced game. Aaron yeah, mentioning is... as well, Islanders lost nine straight when underdogs, and then the Dal- uh, the Stars burned them the other day in OT. Go Canes. <laughs> yeah, Dallas has been a tough team for me to handicap this year, that's for sure. And when I have bet on them, it's kind of blown up in my face. Last time they had a 3 nothing lead versus the Sharks. I'm looking for them to cash a team total. They had 33 minutes to score a goal, and they couldn't do it. Um, frustrating, frustrating team. Uh, I've seen they got the the short end of the stick when it comes to Jake Ottinger's goaltending too, which sucks. So, um, cause that doesn't happen very often. I've just happened to pick a lot of the, the games where he played bad. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a rough, rough ride with, with Dallas and, um, some of these other teams that are kind of look elite, but probably aren't elite. <laughs> right. Well, Let's get to the uh, final game of the night. Uh, if anybody missed the earlier the earlier games, you can obviously watch this back on YouTube or you can find this on all podcasting platforms as Edgework. Uh, but final game of the night here, Columbus-Edmonton. Uh, this Columbus team is terrible uh, going on yeah. the road to Edmonton here too. They're 3-15-2 on the road, which uh, is honestly almost even irrelevant given how bad they've been in general this season. Uh, this Edmonton team right now, they are they are really hot. They're on a six-game win streak. Uh, they've been uh, uh, Vander Kane. They got a Vander Kane back. I mean, he hasn't really Not made anymore. any. Uh... He's out today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. He's out due to he's out, he's out due to personal reasons. Uh, yes, and that's that's uh, obviously gonna you know it it sucks, but uh, I think Columbus is just so bad i i just want to say though the other night in Cal- that game was really fun i enjoyed watching that game yeah. and finished in overtime gaudreau has the penalty shot in the in the first period it was just a really good game um lots of lots of emotion mcdavid over two and a half goals uh <laughs> and man he just you know what he you know why he pisses me off so much i love Connor mcdavid don't get me wrong but the dude's playing like 23, 24 minutes a night. It's like, I've got that passion act, Rocket Richard, and I'm like, this is never going to fucking catch him, man. When he's playing 24 minutes a night, he's getting like five more minutes per game. And it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's just, he gets so much ice time. And it's, it's just, un, it's not unfair, but it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just, and then you got, you know, passion act over there with like 14 minutes or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, ugh. Drive me nuts because I know if they both take if they both play 25 minutes a night, there might I might have a chance, right? But man, uh, yeah, he's just such a dominant force. Uh, but I'm looking at Zach Hyman tonight, dude's been you know for the better part of the last month now, maybe longer. Uh, he's been he's the shot generator for the Oilers and he's had some big games recently. Um, you know, where he's got up around eight or nine shots, uh, in a game and uh, he's at over three and a half 
uh, minus 120. Yeah, minus 115. Some good prices out there. Uh, the Blue Jackets, man, they give up a ton of shots, and they give up a ton of shots on, I think, the most shots on the road right now uh, this season um, per game, over 35 shots per game. He's on a line with McDavid and, and Dreisaitl. He's on the top power play, man. This is... Uh, a bet that should win more often than than the minus one twenty odds suggest, uh, and you know you you would think that the Oilers are going to take it to the the Blue Jackets and uh, uh, you know just just dominate this game from start to finish. All right, well I have some uh, some anytime goal scorer props that I wanted to cool. look at here and kind of just bounce them off you. We don't we'll kind of discuss them a little bit and then we can dig into whether or not we'll track them and place them ourselves, uh, but. I want to start with Zach Hyman. Uh, right now, his percentage, his shooting percentage is above his career average, uh, but he's gone up to 14.5%, 19.8% in a couple of years. Uh, he, uh, he's he been at 13, which he's currently at right now, uh, before he hit 12.7 last year. So like you're looking at a guy who's about around where he usually is. He has been able to go up higher. He's playing big minutes. You see Evander Kane going out here again today. Like There's going to be an opportunity for him to even fill different roles with that being out. Um, I was looking at Zach Hyman, anytime goal scorer here tonight against Columbus, a team who's allowing a lot of goals against them. Uh, any thoughts on that? He's sitting at plus 130, so it's way lower than where it's been. Plus 130 best price available, way lower than where it's been before. But uh, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's tough price. And I think the problem with anytime goal scorers is that, and player props in general, I think a lot of, like mathematically, they don't aren't really good bets. I mean, if right. you like, if you look at a player's scoring rates and, um, and and you go through it and kind of you know actually try to calculate the probability that this player scores a goal in a given game, even if you do take into account the opponent and whatnot, um, there there it's very hard to find value on on these top players, um, and then it becomes a, a thing where it's you're almost handicapping the anytime goal scorers and the the player points as. Well, relative to the odds of his teammates, it the odds are good, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or something like that. Like, that kind of, that's what the game becomes. Like, oh, well, you know, McDavid is priced at this, and Drysaddle is priced at this. I don't know what their, their goal scorer props are, but I imagine they're lower than plus 130, or, or higher, I should say, than plus 130. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, who's that? Drysaddle, Dry yeah, my, so, so minus 125. Uh, McDavid's probably up, up, up higher than that. Um, yeah, so, minus one thirty. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you look at you look at Hyman and you say, okay, relative to to his line mates, to the guys <laughs> he plays on the power play with, yeah, he his odds are attractive. But um, right. I think you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's a minus EV bet. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of value. It's kind of, but it, it's a fun bet at the same time. It's and I mean, I think if you're gambling for fun, if you just you know, having you want to throw those five and ten dollar bets down, Hyman is a guy that you look at because of what I said. He's, um, you know, relative to his line mates, it's a it's a, a bit of an attractive price. And um, if you look statistically, the guy generates the most expected goals per sixty minutes on the team outside of Evander Kane. He generates the most shots per sixty minutes. So he's playing a team tonight that's you know gonna 
give up a lot of shots, presumably, and and he's playing on a line with guys that are going to get him the puck and a power play that's going to crush. So, I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's 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 a good bet. Like we should lock it in for fun. It's you know that's okay. I think that's where I'm at on it. It's not like. Um, you know, we're betting him to get a lot of shots tonight and, you know, let's, let's bet on him to score a goal too. Right. I mean, it's, that that's kind of what it boils down to, to me, but I do think like anytime goal scorers in general, they're, they're really tough. The top players, the top performers, um, you know, like Nichushkin, the, remember how he, you know, the second leg of my parlay, how he scored yeah, at, yeah, at plus yeah. 175 or plus 174. Yeah. Um, like he won't be priced in that range for long. Um, you know, these guys where their circumstances change and stuff, they won't be, they won't be priced that way for long. So, I mean, if you, if you see a guy like Hyman getting a, maybe, you know, a little bit even more ice time tonight than he would in a game where Evander Kane was playing, um, you know, they're going to have to lean on him a little bit more maybe. So yeah, I, I like it. All right. So we locked that one in. Uh, I have two more here. Um, they're in the All same right. game. The one I'm nervous about because he did just score two goals the other <laughs> night. Anders Lee, anytime goal scorer, currently sitting plus 245. Uh, it's going to follow like a lot of what you said is very, very um, applicable here as well, obviously. Uh, some of this was just Anders Lee's being a guy that we've looked at a few times throughout this season. One guy Rob was on earlier. He's kind of around that same price. He did just score two the other day, but I feel like we could be in for a situation here where Ottawa might be able to uh, give up a bunch of goals to the Islanders. I know that the Islanders aren't the uh, most offensively um, creative team in the NHL, but if you get in a spot like this where it's kind of two teams on a similar playing field, that could be a possibility. And Honors Lee is below his career average average shooting percentage. And yes, some of this is hard to kind of determine, but average of 14%. He's had seasons where he's gone to 13, 17, 19. Uh, well, he hit 17 twice. So kind of expecting it to maybe go up a little bit here, continue on. He is hot after he scores two the other night, which could go either way. But at plus 245, I thought that was a pretty good number on it. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's right up there with uh, the guy that wishes he was Anders Lee, uh, John Tavares, as far as uh, expected <laughs> goals per 60 minutes uh, over, like in the month of January. Uh, Zach Hyman, still at the top of that list, though. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Anders Lee, he's 14th in four, uh, you know, in all players, actually, uh, in all situations. Um He's he just doesn't generate as many shots as the, the the guys on this list. Like I mean, you look at the guys that generate the most um, expected goals per sixty minutes: Hyman, Tavares, Dubois, um, Pacioretty, Heischer, McDavid, Kachuk. These are Fiala. These are guys that that generate you know upwards of a dozen shots per sixty, more than that, right? And Anders Lee is a guy that gets like seven shots per sixty minutes, and so it's. It's, you know, I guess a nod to how good of a or how efficient of a, a shooter he is um, that he can, you know, make pick the corners and whatnot and make things happen with the, the few shots that he takes. Um, but he is uh, not a guy that I necessarily like look at a lot for goal scoring because of I, I just don't think the odds line up a lot of the time with with where he probably should be priced. He's a guy that that I kind of put in the same boat as Kachuk right now. Except okay. it's the opposite. Chuck is a, you know, a guy, a shot generator that doesn't generate as many goals as you would would hope. <laughs> well, I I'm just gonna say, I'm 
pat myself on the back Friday. I said, Kachuk anytime goal and Kachuk scored the goal. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then this fucking asshole over here is like, eh, he's throwing out parlays. Bet. Not a good bet. <laughs> bet this parlay. <laughs> no, I appreciate the, the response. Like I was looking to, uh, find some of these and some of them are, just I want the video out, so. of him beating up his brother because I know what happened. I saw this clip where like he he where they were asking, I'm guessing reading fan questions or something, and Matthew Kachak was reading it. He was like, Who would win in a fight? And he looked and Brady just looked at him, he's just like, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't gotta talk about it. He kicked the shit out of me. Like I need to cause this obviously happened, right? Like there there has yeah. to have been something recently or since they have been men there has to be uh something that has settled this <laughs> oh i've heard i've heard matthew talk about it and uh he was asked if what would happen if they went toe-to-toe and he's like yeah no like i wouldn't do it and <laughs> it, it was like very obvious he was like yeah like i get my head punched <laughs> in <laughs> ray uh, music's asking uh do we stream nhl picks every day well i'm not on every day uh but i'm on typically on fridays starting to to do wednesdays as much as hopefully as much as i can uh, uh but the boys yeah they as we edge work is on every every day at uh 10 30 a.m eastern right zach yes that's correct you can find us well on monday the, to friday sorry monday to friday on at 10 30 a.m eastern time on the edge work youtube channel so you can subscribe like and make sure to turn on notifications uh last one here maybe we'll have one to another one to lock in go we can go through this one quickly drake batherson anytime goal scorer um He's kind of up that he's near the top and uh, expected goals and above where his actual goals are currently shooting at a 10% um, rate right now has hit 16, 15, 15 before in his short career. He had the one year at 9.4. Um, the Islanders allow 2.87 goals per game, which not the most, but um, I don't know. I, I just thought we might be in for a spot here with Drake Batherson anytime goal. Plus two thirty right now, best price available. Sorry, I was typing away and I had to uh, had to mute my mic because I realized that it was probably annoying. Um, Drake Batson, uh, obviously a guy that is um, in the mix with Ottawa all the time. Uh, yep. Not a, a huge shot generator, um, but definitely a guy that is uh, is you know one of Ottawa's better ex- uh, generators in terms of expected goals. But yeah, over the last month or so, he's, you know, just not up there um, with the likes of Kachuk and even Derek Broussard. Uh Oh my God. Austin Watson has generated more expected goals per 60 minutes. <laughs> Maybe can we bet Can we bet an Austin Watson anytime goal scorer? No, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the, the, uh, the, uh, sorry, Batherson, Batherson. Uh, play. But um, I mean, he's he's definitely in the mix. What are what are the best odds on that? Sorry, uh, plus two thirty. I think there's better bets out there, especially with like I mean, if you're looking for an anytime goal scorer, I, I would probably I, I I don't have anybody off the top of my head, but I think there's some 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 better bets out there at the, at that price range, considering that you know this this game might not feature all that many goals. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, maybe we have to lock in Austin Watson plus six seventy five. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. Nobody, nobody, I'm gonna parlay Austin Watson with uh, Anders Lee, uh, Anders Lee, and Brady Kachuk. 
Yeah. And it's All gonna. Right, well. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. And it's actually that's gonna fucking happen. That's yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna put a dollar on it or something and come away winning. Yeah, Five thousand. I'm just joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Austin Watson, first goal scorer. Anders Lee, anytime goal. And Brady Kachuk, over three and a half goals. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and McDavid, under 0.5 goals. <laughs> Can I uh, speak? Okay, I have. You got to go right away, Zach? No. Okay, I got I to gotta get your thoughts on this. Did you see Top Gun Maverick? Yes, I did. Did you see it in theaters? Yes, I did. Okay, I saw it at the IMAX in Toronto like uh, last spring when I was there with Sportsnet, and uh, me and Cabby went actually. <laughs> um, and like it was so hyped up, it was oh, it's the best action movie ever, and and like that that's what people were calling it. And mm-hmm. I left the like it was good, I you know, and they had cool visual effects, but like I did the os what happened to the Oscars? I don't really pay attention to the Oscars, but it got nominated for best picture like that that kind of like took me back today i was like "Eh, really that's that's crazy so i don't know what goes on with the oscars i don't follow it at all and a lot of times i always just see after the fact people are like i can't believe this happened i can't believe this movie was (laughs) whatever um but i think that part of it is i feel like movies haven't been I don't know. I don't want to say like great, but they haven't been to the level that we've seen over like a period of time prior where we continue to get pumped out shit movies. So when a good one comes out, it just like stands out so much more. So I feel like it got like way elevated. I really like the movie, but I, I'm not like the biggest movie person. I will, I will admit that honestly. I like, like I don't watch it, movies as much. But like best picture, like, like, you know what I mean? I just, it just seems crazy to me. Like, like, I don't know. When was the last time? Like, it would have to be like, I'm trying to think when the last time a movie like Top Gun was nominated for Best Picture. Great movie. <laughs> like I no, yeah, that's like I thought it was a great opinion. movie. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a consensus opinion. There are very yeah. and yeah, I agree with Kyle. There are very few good movies that are released in theaters today. Like I think in general storytelling, like epic storytelling, it doesn't happen very much anymore. But I don't think that Top Gun was like an epic story. I think it was just a you know, like a, a interesting action movie, I guess. Like, I don't know. It, I'm just, I was just a little blown away by the fact that it was nominated for Best Picture. Speaking of the Best Picture noms, though, a movie that I did watch, and if you're okay with subtitles, and not to sound like a fucking nerd here, but like Everything, yeah. Everywhere, All at Once, awesome movie. Really cool movie. Yeah, I have to watch that. I've seen really good reviews for it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again because I think I got the entire gist of it. But it's it's a lot everything all it's everything all at once right like it's so crazy, um, but it's uh, yeah I, I really uh, I really like it. Uh, Ray Music saying, "Can I suggest a pick and tell me what you think about it?" Sure, yeah, you got go time, for it, right? Yeah, go for a pick there, and we'll you gotta play uh, we'll a song first to though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta <laughs> play a song. You gotta give us a new intro song. That's what you have to do. So we can play a new intro song for Edgework, provided by Ray Music, and then we don't get deal with the copyright and stuff. Because that's why Rob's dad was getting on my girl about uh, getting my girl about the intro and outro song, saying how bad it was. He's calm, this guy DMing me on Twitter, telling me I got to change it because it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> William uh, Nylander over three and a half shots on goal. Um, Zach probably almost has a better uh, off the 
top of his head opinion than I do because he watches Leafs mm-hmm. probably watches every game three times. Yeah, I watch right? them back. Watch them back uh, <laughs> right after they happen. Then I watch them in the morning again, and then depending on if it was really good or really bad, maybe a fourth time. Uh, <laughs> it's plus one ten right now. Um, I don't know. Here's oh here's what I'm seeing. At His Wikipedia picture is awesome. Can you bring that up? Nylanders? Yeah, he looks like he's about yeah, to give me like interview. It's hilarious. He looks like he's um, about to uh like I don't know, like I interview you for a porn gig or something. Uh all right, fair enough. Um all right. Can you see it? Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Oh my God. Wait, Here's my I, thoughts I, on Nylander just from a playing perspective. He is driving a lot of play. Uh, he got put down to Tavares's line, and if he's on that line, it's going to have to come to him as kind of something that's been really prominent in the past few games is Tavares is really good in the offensive zone. He's really good in the defensive zone, but he's not good at going from one to the other. Um, and so it's going to have to be Nylander who's going to be driving that. I think that on the line there, especially with Yarncroke being the third piece on there, he's going to have to be the guy, if anybody tonight, that is going to have to create opportunities and shoot the puck more. I think that we could see an opportunity here with Nylander shooting more, especially playing with Tavares as opposed to Matthews. Uh, and if that's not even to say that he was, wasn't shooting much with Matthews, but I th- it looked like that was going to be the, where they went with the lines here tonight uh, to go back to that because they had success in that game against the Islanders. I, I, I don't know. I, I've been a huge fan of Nylander this season. I think that he's creating a whole lot more. He's been way more consistent, and I, I think over 3.5 plus 110 is a good look. Yeah, um, I guess my biggest concerns – I don't like like the plus money uh, is attractive um, for a guy that's like generating a, a, a lot of shots right now, but um, I guess my biggest concern is that the Rangers don't they don't necessarily give up a ton of shots, um, right. and uh, and I I don't know like Toronto has played some teams that give up quite a few shots recently. You know I think I think they've had that run of you know so you have to take that into account where. They are, you know, he he's definitely been a beneficiary of that, um, and you know maybe that gets a little tougher here over the next few games. But yeah, I mean he's he's definitely going to be probably targeting around that that three and a half, you know. So I guess for a, for a better than a coin flip, I don't I don't hate it. I mean it's um, it's it's definitely not a bet that I hate for sure. All right, fair enough. Well. Thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Ray, thank you for the new subscription. We look forward to seeing you every day on the Edgework Show. If you're looking for NFL content, (laughs) yeah, I saw that. And then NHL, uh, NFL content after this, you can find Rob Pizzola uh, doing forward progress with different guests today discussing the NFL. David under four Uh, and a half shots looks good at minus 130. Like I said, I don't know, man. Columbus just gives up so much right like we could see 50 shots tonight like it's not <laughs> from it's not out of the question like no but yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want to start one thing i want to see and if anybody sees this anywhere i don't think they i don't think like i haven't seen it but like actual team total shots in a game which i mm-hmm. think would be awesome i think that would be fun you know because they're gonna have to set it around 30 all the time so i mean it's yeah you know, like 
Yeah, well, a little give or take, right? But it's not gonna it's not gonna stray too much from that. And I think there can be some situations where you can really, you really get some some good spots. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a fun one that I know one of the guys in the office at bet the other day. Uh, it was during the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Dallas Cowboys game. That's Sense football, though. No, no hold on. so I, <laughs> yeah. I think I think it was the Sens maybe playing the Islanders. I, I can't remember what it what who they do the offer saves, Sens Max. were in it. I, you know, I, I like that one too, but yeah, but they did. The bet was for there to be more shots in the Senators game, like between both teams, than Mike Evans receiving yards. What? Really? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to see. Cool. I wonder if they'll do, they'll probably do some of these cross uh, sport uh, parlays or for the the Super Bowl and stuff like that. So yeah, it'll be interesting. It would be nice if they would combine the Saturday games and Sunday, like let you bet Saturday games with the the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like do those cross yeah. sport parlays like that. But uh, yeah. but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. There might be some some good things there with shots. All right, well, if you're looking for NFL content, you can find it on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, so make sure to head over there. After this, you can find Rob <laughs> going live with uh, with a bunch of guests discussing the games this weekend, so make sure to check that out. Subscribe to that channel as well, and as always, uh, subscribe to the Edgework YouTube channel. You can find us on podcasting platforms as well. You can find all the picks that are given out on this show on the Stamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework. Andy, appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, hopefully, Alex feels better, but... Andy, I'll see you on Friday. I'll be back tomorrow with, with So Money and Russ. Look forward to seeing everybody then. Andy, have a good day. Good luck on your bets.